Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. And, besides that, he's really weird. Welcome to the Mark Gunger Show with national marriage speaker and author of Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, Mark Gunger. This is your source for practical, down-to-earth marriage advice without all the over-spiritualization or romantic nonsense. And now the host of the Mark Gunger Show, Mark Gunger. Delirious joy. They have joined the Mark Gunger Show, the show that deals with all things concerning marriage. Indeed. Marriage is what brings us together today. I'm, of course, your host, the one, the only Mark Gunger. Get me out of this thing right now. Joining me is always the lovely and charming Diane Barley. Wow, we're just a little buttercup, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> and, of course, the amazing Ross Allen Skorzewski. I'm not a puppet. I'm a real boy! Engineering the show as always, the very talented but eerily <laughs> creepy Timothy Robert Ray. Where's my Timothy Robert Ray music? Come on, where is it? There it is! Engineer extraordinaire and part-time serial killer. Pushing buttons, twisting knobs, and trying to stay awake during this incomprehensibly boring program. This is the show that handles your marital challenges, relational conundrums, and dating dilemmas that you can email to us at ask, A-S-K, at markgunger.com. If you want our advice, our opining upon your predicament, situation, curiosities, this is how it works. You get to stay totally anonymous. We are then brutally honest. Okay? This show is about brutal honesty in the safety of anonymity. This is the show of great insensitivity. We have, You're a big insensitive jerk. We are big insensitive jerks. That's the premise of the program. So, don't be shocked when listening to the show, you think, oh, man, they're so insensitive. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that would be us. That's right. Well, Ross, he's more sensitive because he's, he's a girly man. Mr. Sensitive. <laughs> he's very sensitive. He just, I, I, he just emotes. You just look at him. He's just emoting. He's, uh, 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 uh. You can feel it. Look at it right now. You can just feel it coming off of him. But, uh, it just comes in waves. It comes in waves, it. yeah. <laughs> I hold my tongue. <laughs> anyway... So that's how the show works. Okay. Send us an email, whatever. We don't know who you are, and then you can hear what we think. Uh, and it's just what we think. So we are wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. Still what we think. There you go. Okay. Okay. This little story caught my eye from the Washington Times. What Jane Austen can tell single women. Good old Jane. Jane Austen, you know, Pride and Prejudice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sensibility, all of that. She starts off by saying, she, call she, it- she helped to corrupt many a soul. <laughs> Jane Austen? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was... Uh, you know, it was that era that in- introduced the concept of uh, romance mm-hmm. before marriage. Romance must, must, mm-hmm. must exist before marriage. Everything else bef- before that was uh, brutal, you know, and it was arranged marriages, and it was horrible, yeah, it was awful. And then, then we became much more romantic, yes. you know. Well, she started. They wanted to marry then, for then, love. Then it started spiraling out of control. Now it's mm-hmm. just insane today. Okay, but apparently- anyway, what has Jane got to say? Uh, she says, call it the lament of the young single woman. There are no good men left. Or if there are, where are they? And we hear that 
all the time. Yeah, I got an answer to that, but go ahead. How can a young woman pursue a healthy marriage-minded relationship in the singles culture of casual sex and perpetual adolescence? In her new book, The Jane Austen Guide to Happily Ever After, Elizabeth Cantor provides some answers. She writes, of course, it's no secret that modern mating rituals have gone badly wrong. <laughs> Mating ritual. Okay. Happily Ever After offers a thought-provoking... You do that dance very, very, as a mating ritual. Very, I don't know how successful yeah. you are. Very Native American. It's kind of... <laughs> what are you doing? It's my native... That repel is more than it... Yes, I was going to say... My dating ritual. I was going to say I get more turned on by booming prairie chickens. <laughs> well... Not everyone's attracted to that particular form of, <laughs> of mating. <laughs> All right. Okay, so they say, what is it that Jane Austen's heroines do that we're heroine? not doing? She takes heroin. I knew there was something wrong with her. <laughs> we're never going to get through this. She takes heroin. We're never going to get through this. All right. Actually, I'm uh, a big fan. Yes, I know okay. you of are. Heroine? That's why I thought I, that no, you were. Oh, Jane would. Austen. Oh. Yes. I mean, that almost makes me gay. Because you like the Jane I, Austen I, movies. I, actually, I have actually watched the movie several times. I have... Purchased and read on purpose, an adult man, Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. I read it all the way through. I've never seen it. I, I love. Yeah, it. I do I like it. it. And Sense and Sensibility. Yeah, I mean, I like. I it like them. I like them. <laughs> as, as much as I criticize it, Rossi would not. <laughs> Ross can't read. That's his uh, Jane Eyre. I Adam really like that one. Did you like that one? Uh, not as much as the other ones. See, that was one of my favorites. I like that Sense one. Sense and so- Sensibilities is good. Pride and Prejudice is my favorite. And that was my least favorite, Sense and Sensibility. Least favorite. I like Pride and Prejudice, that's the best. Mm-hmm. I like right. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, too. You two get lost in your own little That is awesome. Jane Austen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We, we quote a great deal of uh, uh, Dumb and Dumber around here. Yes. That's because Dumb and Dumber are sitting at the table with me every day. Uh-huh. Dumb and Dumber. Okay, just calm down. Okay, ready? Okay. No. Come on. I know. I probably should have picked something about cutting off an appendage or something. That would have been a better story. To start all, the, all that you've said that's interesting is so far as heroin. Heroin. That's all I got so far on this. Heroin. Is that she heroin. was a heroin addict. Okay, okay. go ahead. Modern-day Jane Austen heroines should cultivate true elegance instead of hotness, demand love without humiliation, develop competence about men, respect their own female psychology, and take relationships seriously. Today's singles often seem clueless about what makes a relationship work or even think? what they should hope it would that include. Sense? Anybody listen to the show get that sense that yes. single people today are clueless? Yes. I, yes. I don't know what they're talking about. Yes. For women, it's even more confusing. Feminist thought urges a woman to plan their futures with a single-minded career focus, leaving little room for men, marriage, and children. Young women may fall into the trap of pursuing personal autonomy and career success with little thought about relationships, marriage, and family until by the way, by the way, they find themselves a, lonely and alone. A study out of the UK. <laughs> uh, and this will make a lot of women mad. I'm just telling what the study said. Okay. That overwhelmingly, it's women who consider themselves unattractive, mm-hmm. which usually they're unattractive. <laughs> so basically, ugly chicks. <laughs> One of the reasons that if you are unattractive, your chance of getting a career is much higher than uh, if you if don't consider yourself attractive. Huh? Say that again. They say basically, unattractive women, women have are the ones careers. who pers- that pursue careers. Okay. How many goes back? You know, 
Rush Limbaugh, who offends everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Says feminism was, you know, uh, just a way of helping ugly chicks get status in life. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, I'm not saying you wish you had invented that saying, don't you? Now, you I, are going to tick some people off I, with this I, little I rant. Didn't say I it. didn't say it. No, you brought Somebody it up. Somebody else <laughs> said it. And anyway, they come up with a study that showed the more unattractive a woman is or thinks she is, the more likely she will pursue a career. Uh-huh. Well, then, how does Fox News? There's those exceptions, apparently. <laughs> It's the exception. Those babies or something else. All right. Okay. How to cut out to spiritual and all sorts of things. Being Boy, a man of God. That's your, that's I never sure noticed that babies. Trail. Anyway. Oh, good. Sprinkled throughout the book are tips for Jainites, little nuggets of good advice like these. Stop making the same old bad choices about men before those choices fix your character, freezing you, you into habits that you may not be able to break out of. Tip number two, drama is not the same thing as love. Who really wants a Kardashian-style relationship? Those people are crazy, man. Keep your distance, not to increase his love by suspense, but so you can make up your mind about a man while you still see him clearly. An important point for a generation that moves too easily from the bar to the bedroom to sharing an apartment. That's the problem. Yes. See, when a woman gets sexual with a guy, she doesn't even have to have actual sex with him. But most do. Yes. Then what they would normally see clearly, they can't see anymore. That's why some of you girls, you dating girls, are such dorks and are, and are such losers mm-hmm. and making such horrible mistakes in your marriages because you've gotten physical with these guys because sex makes you stupid. It's just the reality of it. So as soon as you start getting sexual with a guy, physical with a guy, you take your brain out and put it in a jar. Yep. And that's it. That's they what they're no saying. They no longer can see what they would normally see clearly. But here's the kicker. After they're married to the jerk... Give a little bit of time. Now they see it. Loud and clear. And now they whine. And they ride into this show. And they go to their pastors and waste his time. And suck the life out of everybody around them. Trying to have help for their marriage. Oh, help my marriage. Because they couldn't see what they would have normally seen if they hadn't been having sex with the guy in the first place. That's why God says, don't boink these guys. Thou shalt not boink. No boinking. Well, that's a new translation. You know how to do my own translation of the Bible? Oh, Lord. Just plain old English. Thou shalt not boink. No boinking allowed. Makes you dumb as a brick. It does. That's why. It does. It wasn't because God's embarrassed about sex. God made up sex. How can the guy who came up with the whole idea be embarrassed about it? He's not embarrassed about it. There's parts of the Old Testament that are extremely sexual. Hoochie mama like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm -hmm. Anyway. At the end of each chapter, yes, it was. At the end of each chapter, there's a framework of questions to help readers assess their own relationships in easy to read bullet points. It helps women probe the strengths and weaknesses of their current relationships and, in true Austin style, urges them to have the boldness to arrange their own marriages, to choose wisely, and decide fearlessly if a relationship is likely. Paul's break! (laughs) To secure a happy future. I sent for this book, by the way. I want to read it. It won't do any good. Who's Jane Austen? Because these women, they're having sex with you. The minute you have yes. sex with people, everything, uh, everything goes. flies out the window. Nothing works. It's all gone. That's what women don't understand. The minute they get physical with these guys, all sense and sensibilities go right out the door and you become dumb mm-hmm. as a brick. All right, on those encouraging words, we'll take a break <laughs> and be back with your emails right after this. Listening to The Mark Gunger Show can drastically reduce your chances of becoming a repeat offender of marital and relational dilemmas in your home. Listen to The Mark Gunger Show Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time at www.markgungershow.com. Papa's in the icebox. 
box looking for a can of ale. Mama's in the backyard learning how to drive and wheel. Jump driving, then you really gotta 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 jump driving. 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 Yo, this is the Mark Unger Show. We're swinging it. We're grooving. Okay. We're happening. Anyway. Ready? No. No. I, I love this question. This is what women always say. There are no good men left. Where are they? Mm-hmm. My answer is you kill them. Wherever you are not. They kill them. Well, it excuse is women. Me. It is women that have killed men. In some cases, Ooh. it's other women. It's not the woman herself who's done it. It's other BS women out there. Who oh, that's what I mean. It. It's women. It's I the, mean, the, I may not. It's an overgeneralization, sir. No, 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 no. I'm talking about they point. Where are all the men? Yes. What's wrong with all the men? Some other crappy woman. Women. Killed them. Women have destroyed the men. Okay. Pandering to these mm-hmm. boys and mothers. Starts with the mothers. Who are divorcees. Careful there. Divorce. Careful there. No, no, I'm telling you, this is exactly what happens. I, that's why I can't get it. I was going to do a book on this. I couldn't find a publisher to do it because they all got mad at me because they're probably all a bunch of divorcees with little boys that they spoil. These guilty moms pander these boys and if they do anything, they protect the father, them from the father. And keep, oh, they're too mean. And Oh, Bobby can do anything he wants. And he's just a baby. He's only 27. He's just a baby. He's such a cute little baby boy. So they pander these boys, and they never discipline them, and they play all these stupid games, giving them, because they're so full of guilt. Mm-hmm. They're doing this. Then these narcissistic little snots turn 16, and now girls come along. And they're giving them oral sex and regular sex and doing anything. I mean, these girls now chase after these boys, further corrupting this guy. So they're sealing. Yes, wait Hold a minute. Come on now. Come they're on, I want to hear sealing. this. They're sealing the narcissistic behavior in these guys, okay? And these girls are, oh, I'll take care of him. And I'll, then they move in with him, requiring nothing from him. Oh, I wash his clothes, and he smelly little underwear, and then he's just more narcissistic, just, and then finally some poor sap of a woman will marry this narcissistic snot, and then write our show. I can manage your bed. Why am I? Oh, gee, I can't imagine why. Why is my husband so selfish? Hmm. Hmm. I, I, can't, I can't think of why he's so selfish. Maybe because every single woman in his life has given him anything he's wanted from the beginning. So when women say, where are all the good men? I say, you women, kill them! You kill them, you took him, and you kill him! You kill him! And then you put him, and you buried him! And you first you put him in a bag. <laughs> oh, dude, it's not big in a bag. I need some, where can I bury this guy? I need to bury this guy! Just when you need a casket, you can't find a casket. And they take a bag around here. They put him in a drawer. That's what they do. They kill him, and they and they stuff him in the drawer, and now he's dead. Where are all the good men? (laughs) He's in the drawer, dead. He's in. They're all in drawers, dead, because you girls kill him. 
I am not arguing with any of that. But, but you are missing a piece of the puzzle. Speaking of a narcissist. <laughs> I love me. I'm going to kick my feet up because this you. response from Diane is going to be worth watching. Uh, the you are missing a piece of this puzzle, fine sir. Okay, okay. When you get to the point about then they turn 16 and then they go out and all of these girls are giving them whatever... Excuse me, but that's where you and I have to watch my vernacular because I want to say bad words right now. You want to say bad words? Hold on, hold on. I can't imagine her saying bad words. Jack and Ninny, fathers who don't treat their daughters the way they need to do, and then some of it has to come onto these dads because that's why those daughters are that way. It's not all the women. You guys own part of this. They do own part of it. There's no question about it. I'm just saying these mothers, let's remember, 80% of all divorces are filed by women. These are women who are convinced if they just get rid of the man, things will be better. That's what they think. I know. And they say they love their children. But, but then this they, isn't just divorce I'm just, either. Uh, these are some dads that are in the home, the marriage is intact, I know, and their daughters are the ones out giving blowjobs in the movie not, theater. Not by and large. It's uh, usually girls no, without their dads. No, 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 not always. Or disconnected dads. I mean, well, that's what way. I'm saying. Then that the male gender owns some of this too. Oh yeah, but I wonder why. Has it because feminists have been saying since 1960 men are not important, don't need men. Men. I'm not men disagreeing can, with that. If men just had vaginas, there'd be no wars in the world today. That's the problem. The problem with the world, according to feminism, since the 1969, has been men are evil. Men are not necessary. Everybody loves Raymond. Men are stupid dorks or morons. They don't know how to live life. If it weren't for women, men would just implode and light themselves on fire. That's the message. They have gotten the message over hey, and over and over again. Every day. That That's pretty they true. <laughs> that they don't matter. So check it out. So they, this message, I'm talking about from women in general, from the female gender, has come criticize men, just torn them down, rip them to pieces, tell them they don't matter, and then they turn around and say, Why aren't you more engaged with your children? Why don't you do something? Well, how could you? Well, I don't know. Where are all the good men? You tell them! <laughs> I need to take a break. I just want to be okay. Be, be okay. Be okay. I'm not okay anymore. The song she sang before the recording of the show. Apparently, that is not our <laughs> take theme a break song any and longer. Check our medication. We'll be back with more right after this. Find yourself missing episodes of The Mark Gunger Show? No need to worry. Go to iTunes.com and download all of our podcasts, which are made available free to you, our loyal listener. Join Mark and co-hosts as they continue to discuss any and all issues concerning life, love, and marriage. I could stay awake just to hear you breathing. Watch you smile while you... That's the Dark Theater song. You two, I could just stay awake. Went to your to oxygen you tanks during the break after your rant that threw you <laughs> in. Right, right before everybody writes me. Writes you. Writes me. <laughs> I'm not saying all women are enablers. I'm just saying there's a reason that there are so many bad men out there. Yep. And I'm saying it's the women that did it to them. I'm not disagreeing they, they with you. They start with... Rejecting the father, thinking that's better for the boy, and it's not. Then the mother, full of guilt, panders to the boy's every whim, making him a narcissist. Then he starts running into girls, who now girls today 
put out so fast it makes your head spin. Mm-hmm. Now, I was not a Christian when I was a teenager. But if you wanted a girl to put out my day, then you had to really work at it. <laughs> a little, pretty much in my day, too. I mean, you had, you had to, to work at it. You had to been a stud like me. Oh, I, well, I wasn't. There's no question about that. Uh, but I'm just saying, not to be crude, I'm just saying. No, you, you did, you, even when you, I was in high school. You had to really work yes. to get a girl to put out. It was a major yes. job. Okay. It just didn't happen on the just first date. Happen. Now they put out instantaneously. Yep. These, I'm, I'm talking to Christian moms who their sons are in Bible school. I'm talking ORU. I'm talking some of the major Pentecostals who tell me they are so alarmed because these girls are trying to service their sons. Well, excuse me, but it's some of the same moms whose daughters are in ORU that are doing it. The moms are doing it. No, the daughters. It's not like it's just they're worried about oh, no, their no, boys. No, no, it's I know. Christian mothers' daughters no, exactly. who are in ORU who are Be- servicing these exactly. guys. Oral University. <laughs> Oral, yeah. Or- ORU. Oral, Oral Roberts <laughs> University. Let's pick another. Kids and it's a let's, new let's meaning to Oral Roberts. Roberts. <laughs> now we got girls at ORU giving oral, oral. ministry. Huh? So then these guys, now stop and think about this. Russ, you yeah, know, I'm thinking, you're a young man. I you am. were a young man. I mean, you're not, but you, I still you am prepared nah, to you guys. So. Nah, nah, you're nothing. All right. But, I mean, those formative years when you're a teenager are major deals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what they're saying now. They notice that boys who are... Men who are porn addicts, my age and stuff yes. like that, they can get them, they can recover very quickly. Mm-hmm. The younger ones now, they're saying it's really hard for them to recover. They don't recover like the older guys. Because the older guys didn't start, because yes. the internet's fairly new, all this porn yes. stuff's fairly new. When you do it in the formative years, it really messes with your brain. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, in, you, so, you get to do anything you want. You never have to do anything. You never have to you clean your room. These moms will do anything for these boys, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, some of these guys are 32 and they're still living at home with mom. Remember that psycho lady who wrote us who said uh, she's got to wake up her son yep. who's over screwing her his girlfriend, girlfriend to get him to his job. So that he, she, he can go over to her house where she made him breakfast so he can go to work. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's in his 30s. I mean, I don't know. so then you got a mom like that. Now you start meeting girls and now these girls are wrapping their lips around Mr. Woohoo and doing all I mean this is some serious stuff that's happening in your head and these girls will show you anything put out let you do anything to them as a young teenage boy you know what that's doing to a guy's head then you move in with these girls who now freely give you sex college 20s and take care of you and clean your clothes and, and then you finally get married and then these girls are wondering what is wrong with these men and it's not all women, but the ones who've corrupted these guys have been the women. I'm 22 for a moment. You are uh, listening to or watching Perchance, the Mark the Gunger Show, show about love, marriage, and relationships. Just had a big rant on how it has been accommodating women that have been corrupting men, which is going to make a lot of ladies mad. Because that's our fault. Uh, to some degree, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. You can't do that to a You can't really do that to anybody, but especially to men. You can't take a boy, give him everything he wants, then have girls in his most formative years ripping over in their breasts and hopping in bed with them and doing and that not mess with their heads. And remember, they're getting all this 
without giving anything. Right. They don't have to work to get mm-hmm. games and toys and video games from mom because mom will give her anything. Okay, mm-hmm. give him anything. So there's no risk and reward here. I mean, there's no effort to for mm-hmm. reward. You just get it. And then these girls now, for no effort at all, are giving him what every man in his wildest mm-hmm. dreams, sicko dreams, wants. And he doesn't have to do anything to earn it. Then moves in. Does it. Then moves in with these girls, who now live with these guys and take care. And then they wonder why they're such narcissistic monsters after they get nothing required married. of them. Nothing required of these guys. Nothing. Yeah. So I was talking about in my age, man. You had to really. If you try to seduce some girl, you had to really work at it. Now it's there just wasn't completely easy the opposite. sex. And you said Ross, it was like that when you were. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't hard. For, I maybe no, I was saying it was easy. Yeah, it was you're, really easy. easy. I think it was the, the kind of guys that I rolled around with. You know, we were. A lot of the guys that I hung out with had no dads present in the home, and if they were, they were just mean SOBs or weren't even present. Mm-hmm. But, man, we were rolling around, and girls, if they would be willing to do certain things, then we would date them. If not, on to the next one. Yeah, but yeah, and you didn't have to. Didn't you didn't have to work at it because there was a the next one down the they block were throwing, that were ready to. Yeah. You didn't have to work right. for it. Nope. You didn't have to plead with them hardly. They would freely do it at Correct. your age, and it's only gotten worse. Oh, oh absolutely it has. Mm-hmm. So then these women have the cojones, a lot of them feminists who, again, help to destroy the validity of men. The cojones say, where are the good men? Where are they? And my answer is, you killed it. Well, when young girls are saying that, they, per se, are not the ones that killed it. Maybe the generation of women before them and the mothers, they Just themselves are not. depends on where you jump not. in. It if starts you have with a nice, boys. Like, you're looking at my 17-year-old daughter. There is no way you can look at her and say, you killed them if she can't find a guy. It's because not she her, hasn't been you. Raised I'm that saying way. the gender has killed That's them. what women I'm Women have killed. It's not their fault. Women have killed, have helped to destroy men. Yes. And I know it's going to take off a lot of them. Don't email me because I don't care what you think. I'm just saying it has been women. And you know what? At least half the women I'm talking to know are agreeing with everything I'm saying. Yes. They know exactly. They know. know what I'm talking about. I agree with these you. These moms who never dis- discipline these boys do anything they want. Yes. Then at 13, at 13, you have girls showing you their breasts and letting you feel them up and giving mm-hmm. you oral sex. You don't think that destroys. So even your daughter, when she turns 17, mm-hmm. she's like, we're all the good guys. Well, all the other women in his life have corrupted yes. this man. Yep. Yes. And it'll only get worse as she goes along. Well, then, I fear for th- her. Because then all her friends are going to then move in with these guys and then take care of them. So now they become the mom's sex people for them. Yep. See, first they had moms who let them do anything. Then they had girlfriends who let them mm-hmm. sexually do anything. Then they move in with girls who become both. Mm-hmm. They then, treat them like the mom, yeah. Then they marry someone. No. And now these girls are in a state of shock. Yeah. Why is he so selfish? How did this happen? Why is he so... And then the cycle continues. These women have got to stop this insanity. I write about this in my book, which you all should own. You should all have at least five copies by now. Laugh your way to a better marriage. I talk about the history of the Wild West. Mm-hmm. How when men went out to the West and there were no women around, it was the Wild West. They were violent. They were disgusting. Mm-hmm. You've seen these in movies all mm-hmm. the time. And, then, and even in the movies, you'll see all of a sudden the women start coming to town. Mm-hmm. And everything changes. The guys start they cleaning up. up. They straighten up and stuff like that. Because those women... Uh, historians point to the fact that that Wild West was absolutely tamed in a short number of years. These guys were totally turned around in behavior, and they credit one thing, the women. When the women showed up in the Wild West, these women jerked a slack out of these boys. Mm-hmm. They did not tolerate this, and they redeemed an entire culture of men who became hard workers and loyal husbands and, and great fathers to their children mm-hmm. and helped build a nation. Mm-hmm. 
My argument is, if those women of the late 1800s, early 1900s would have been like women today, which where they showed up and they just start doing everything these boys and cleaning for them and giving them oral sex and doing, let them sleep in the morning, they would have stayed wild. Mm-hmm. What we need again is a generation of women who have some respect for themselves and will not tolerate and empower these narcissists. Narcissistic monsters. They're creating the very Frankensteins. Mm-hmm. He's alive! He's alive! Yeah, he's alive. But he's the walking dead. And yeah. these girls need to understand, if you can't find a guy who's not like this, you you're better off anyway. single. Stay single. I, I've had this serious conversation. Now that my daughter's 17, had an interesting year next year, we have seriously talked about it. If you can't find somebody good who's porn-free, who's not this, who's not that... I want you to stay single. You can have a good life. As much as I want to be a grandmother and go through that, I would rather have her be single and serve God and have a career or do something than end up with some rat hole marriage because she got tangled up with some guy because she couldn't find a good one. I would agree with you. That's a sad message. It's very sad. I mean, we're basically saying to you, some of you, the best thing that's going to happen for you is just stay single. I don't want her with some grossity of a guy. Until when and if, and there's more if than when, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I'm not sure this is ever going to happen. If this culture group of women don't get a clue about what they have been, they've been lied to into this mm-hmm. nonsense. Mm-hmm. They have. Now again, there's not, we're not going to all, there's a lot of women who aren't this way. But you know what's interesting? Those women who are not this way, they don't have bad marriages. They don't have guys taking advantage of them. They don't have these problems that, let's cut it, I'd say it's at least 50 50. I think half the women out there just have complete narcissistic monsters that they help continue to. Mm-hmm. Empower the women who are agreeing with me right now. Going, you're right, Pastor. You're right, dead on. You're absolutely. They don't have bad marriages. They don't put over this nonsense. Their husbands aren't staying up till three in the morning nope. drinking. They're not staying up till eleven, twelve o'clock at night looking at porn and masturbating. They're not having these problems. And they're not having boys who do it, and they're not having girls who are freely given sex yeah, when they exactly. have their children. They don't tolerate it. Right. It's this attitude of empowerment to towards evil mm-hmm. that so many moms have bought into. Fostered because of guilt. Starts from one decision to another. It just spirals out of control. I'm just saying. Again, I I wanted to write a book about this called Disappointment Makers. How women today are helping to create the very men they cannot stand. Nobody wants to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Oh, yeah, they they wouldn't touch it. You know, we should just self-publish it sometime and just say, stick it, you know, and just do it on our own. You know, it'll get a lot of... Whoa, what are you saying? Well, because the whole drinking the purple Kool-Aid on the feminism thing is so big in this country. You can't dare say anything about women, bad about women. Everything is your anti-woman if you speak out and say anything. I mean, that's like the curse. Oh, I agree with you. Because they've all drunk the Kool-Aid on feminism. I was with a a big national ministry. Everybody knows who they are. I'm trying to, I'm learning how to say, not not to mention names. (laughs) If you say mention names, you sound really mean. So I'm not going to say that. But everybody knows who who they are. The major marriage ministry in the country today. When they first called me, the first thing they said, we're excited about you coming, but don't dare say anything bad about women. I said, who says I say anything bad about women? Well, I'm just saying, don't, don't, don't make any comments about women in negative light at all. Don't say anything derisive about women. They're demographic. And I said, is it okay if I say anything derisive about men? He said, oh, we have no problem with that. I'm telling you, I am not lying to you. You can't say anything about women in this culture. Even when I'm... You know, I was doing a thing for a big company that does these date nights and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I'm in front of them, and I'm making fun of men who, because they're <laughs> so focused on the way their eyes work, they can't find anything in the covers when they're mm-hmm. looking at it. Everybody's laughing hysterically. And I says, but it's also the reason why so many women have a difficult time reading a roadmap. 
you should have heard the audience. Oh, because you can't say anything I mean, bad about they, women. And I stopped. I said, seriously. So we can mock men and point out sure. truth. But if you start mocking women to point out truth, now you have a problem. And then they all shut it's up. It's like though. a golden cow. You can't say anything. Anything that's interpreted in any shade of being anti-woman, no you're hung out to try. Women. But I'm saying they say that it is. I said, I'm not anti-woman. I know, because they're saying, you're saying it's all our fault. I can go around whining about fault they all the time. call you misogynistic. All, all I know, as long as guilty moms pander to little boys who they never require anything to grow up out of. And I'm talking, even in the 30s, they still haven't grown. Mm-hmm. There's a whole show now of, uh, what's it, Jersey Boys that live with their moms or something. Mm-hmm. Whatever Reality name. show. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole premise. So these guys, their moms still pander to them, require nothing out of them. Take care. I know a guy personally. That's his problem. He still can't get a life to this day. Because he the whole time he was growing to up, take care of him. I remember when he was a little boy, and he's sitting on the couch, and he'd start yelling, Mom! This is before remote controls, Okay. <laughs> Good how, grief. How old I am. Mom, can you change the channel? And she'd come running. I said, are you crazy? Make him get off. I said, get off the button. Change the channel yourself. He just, hey, Mommy, he's mean to me. And Mom, no, don't say that to him, Mark. And he's a nightmare to this mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And then when we're saying, whoa, how did make it so bad? Well, I can give you that lady's name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can tell you why his mom corrupted him big time. Mm-hmm. To this day, he's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, I think I've beat this one to, this death. to death and get ready for a barrage of Marcus the Antichrist emails mm. from all this. And, uh, <laughs> we'll move on with more right after this. He's a pastor, best-selling author, and popular marriage speaker. He's Mark Unger, bringing you hard-hitting and honest marriage advice. Show talking about love, marriage, relationships, moms, twisted little boys, bad fathers, all of the above. What do you got? Okay, thank you for your ministry. She wants to know how is a wife supposed to respond to a husband who is so obsessed with a hobby to the point that it's like porn to him? He says he's a Christian. <laughs> she needs to explain that. But puts down my ministry, quiet times, and prayer life. I don't feel I'm being treated as a wife, but as his mother. My job is to cook, clean, handle the finances, and take care of the kids. We have no intimacy, emotional or sexual, apparently. He feels God does not need him to be in the Word or for him to hear from God. To hear from for him to hear from God. I've gotten resentful, and I don't want to be. I don't want to be bitter. I want to move past this and be better while praying for God to move in his heart. Of course, I needed more information. I said, "What is his hobby? His hobby is ready boys collecting beer cans." <laughs> They've been married for six years. He was into this hobby wait, prior wait, to wait, marriage. Wait, 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 wait. He's obsessed, apparently, with collecting apparently. beer cans. Yes. And he always had this hobby when she met him, but not to this extent. His collection has gone from a couple of hundred to thousands of cans. Second marriage for both of them. They've been married for six years. Uh He does attend church. Um, I said, so does he spend huge amounts of time doing this? What exactly does he do that you feel is being obsessive? 
She said, it's all he thinks about. We can be driving down the road and he'll cut across five lanes on the freeway because he saw a liquor store or antique store. He comes to bed late every night because he's up doing his canned stuff. I will be working and he'll bring cans into the office, put them in my face, regardless of what I'm doing, practically drooling over his latest can. They are alphabetized on the walls of our basement, categorized and practically immortalized. We can be leaving for church and he'll see an empty business and say, look, I can put my beer can museum in there. It is all of the time. Our kids see a beer commercial and say, Daddy will like that. Or there's a new can for Daddy. They associate my husband with a hobby before anything else, which is very heartbreaking. If we do talk about God's word, it's a battle. He always has to prove me wrong and tells me God told him to tell me. I don't really know how to handle this. And myself with all of this, she said. I asked, what are you specifically looking for him to do differently? She said, invest in his family before his hobby. Okay, there's so many versions of this that are bad. Shall we begin? Do we let's have begin. Do we have enough? You know what? Let's take a break now because <laughs> we don't have enough time for me to say what I want to say to this lady. Let's take a quick take a break, break. Okay. and give us a little bit more time on the flip side for the final segment. We'll be back with my response to this lady right after this. Finally, marriage advice that's direct, honest, and to the point. This is The Mark Gunger Show on markgunger.com. The rain is falling on my window pane. We are hiding in a safe place. <laughs> my wife, Debbie, upstairs says, Do you guys need an intervention down there? All I can hear is a bunch of screaming. I said, that's what we do. She needs to come down and mop up the blood. <laughs> All right, so this lady complaining. First of all, she starts out saying that he doesn't pray and stuff enough. That was her doesn't initial salvo. Doesn't read the word. Doesn't read. Okay. Here, for all you women who don't think your husband's a spiritual enough, uh, two words. You might want to write this down. Shut up. Shut up. It's none of your puking business to be telling your husband how spiritual he is or is not. Mind your own business, okay? Let God deal with it. You're such great prayer warriors. Here's the concept. Why don't you pray for the boy? Mm-hmm. Well, I do not. You say you have faith. See, these women are so spiritual. Oh, they have faith. They trust God. They can move mountains. They can't get their husband to pray or read the Bible. So they at him. How is If you're so puking spiritual, why don't you pray and ask God to move him? Shut up. It's none of your business. Do you know one thing the Bible is very clear about, very, 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 very clear about, is that a woman should treat her husband with respect. I'll bet you money if I took a survey right now from 100 men and asked the 100 men, what one person gives you the most amount of disrespect in your life? Overwhelmingly, probably in the 80 to 90 percentile, the guy will say his wife. I'm talking Christian men. From women who the Bible is very clear you should treat your husband with respect, Ask most Christian men, who is the one person who treats them with more disrespect than anybody? My wife. Almost every guy I know would say that. My wife. So these, you know, these women are so spiritual. You know, I they, have a big rebut for that. Uh, but you I don't want to hear about oh, my got a, butt. You got a big butt. butt. That's your problem. All right. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, whether he deserves it or not, I'm, and look. He's also supposed to love his wife like Christ loves the church. He doesn't. Okay, so we're all messed up. We all got problems. Yeah, I, get I get it. it. Because you ask women who's the person in their lives that treats them with the least amount of love, and probably they would say it's their husbands too. I'll There's bet two you. sides to no, that. I'll bet you money. I'll bet you money. Let's do a random survey. I'll bet you that most of the women will not say their husbands. Even the ones who complain would not say their husband is the one who treats them with the least amount of love. That's a small percentage. I guarantee mm-hmm. you. I don't believe that. Let's do, do it. it. Let's do Let's it. Do I would love to do it. I'd love to put it to the test. Figure out a way to do a survey 
and say to your women, who is the one who treats you with the least amount of respect? Well, like, the, you, you the almost would kind of, have to word it that I'm not, 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 not respect, of love. You just said, who gives you the least amount of love? I bet you they won't say their husbands. But most women will not say their husbands treat them with the least amount of love. Some you'd will, almost but not have most. to reverse it, and then I don't know if that stacks the question. You have to say, who in your life gives you the most love? And then it's not going to be their husbands. But that's. But then that is that stacking the question? Uh, probably. That's all how you answer the question. Well, what if you questions. ask guys who treats you with the most respect in your life? What if you ask them both that way? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't get their wives. But that's what I mean. But you wouldn't get husbands either. For Wives wouldn't say their husbands treat them with the most amount of most love. Amount of love. Their children, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... If you took children out of them, you could say... You're gonna Aside get from your children, who why do you can't think the question just be who shows you the most amount of disrespect? Look, anyway, we're just arguing about something that you can't be proven <laughs> anyway. I'm just saying, the point being, a lot of women... Contrary to the scriptures, treat their husband with great disrespect, claiming to be spiritual, true, and criticizing true. him and giving him disrespect because he's not spiritual enough. True. And doing the very thing the Bible tells them not to do, which is to be disrespectful to their husbands. Don't do it. Any more than you would come up to your pastor and say, Pastor, you don't pray enough. You don't see God enough. You would never do that. You should never do no. that because that would be disrespectful. But women will do that to their husbands all the time. And it might be true. It, it might, might be true, true that their, their, their pastors, pastors need not, to pray more. Yeah. But you don't do that. It's disrespectful. Pastor, right. you, you don't pray as well as you should pray. That's kind of disrespectful to your pastor. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay, I think everybody gets my point. Whether you agree with it or not, don't write me. I could care less. Okay. Now, her problem here, she's got another problem. She says there's no intimacy in their marriage. Now, stop and think about this. This woman has a major problem. She has a man who is not intimate with her at all, physically or emotionally. And her biggest complaint is beer cans. Beer cans. Beer cans! I'm sorry. That's awesome. I would be complaining about something more than beer cans. Makes me want to empty some beer cans. <laughs> I want to go pop a few beer cans myself and empty the contents in my mouth. I'm going to mail them to your husband. <laughs> and I'll add it to his collection. As soon as I'm done drinking all that beer, I'm going to send the cans to your husband. Seriously, lady, this, this is your challenge. Mm-hmm. You've got a man who's not physically or emotionally intimate with you, and your complaint is he has beer cans. She thinks it's the beer can's fault, though. That's why. Oh, this is the lady who's totally clueless. God bless when she listens to the show. The beer Thank cans. you for listening. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that, a problem. That was her question. How are you supposed to get him when he's obsessed with his hobby? She thinks the hobby is the problem. Didn't, don't you hear that? Do you well, hear that? I, oh, I absolutely think that. that's she what I'm saying. She thinks that's why her question is about the hobby. Because to her, the hobby <laughs> is what's she taking... she is out of it. Yes. She doesn't understand what she's doing or what she's talking about. And, let me add, mm-hmm. this is a hobby he was already doing when she dated yeah. him. Bet you $100 she was having sex with a dude when she was dating him. Well, $100. 100 bucks. If it was a second marriage for we'll both give it of them, we'll I'm give sure it, that we'll they give were. Give half of those beer cans you emptied yourself, you sinner. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. This is what women do. They marry guys who are yes. doing the very... They know they're doing it when they're dating them, and they marry them anyway. And then what do they do? They complain about what they were doing before they married them. But she says it's gotten out of control. Oh, of course it's gotten it out of control. It wasn't no, to no. this extent, no, no, is no, no. what she says. Horse I'm manure. just saying. Horse manure. The only reason why it's thousands now instead of hundreds is because she's been marrying them for six years. If you would have started the hobby today, it would only be hundreds. Have, would she have not married him if he'd had thousands of cans six years ago? No, she'd have done it anyway. She'd have married him anyway. <laughs> She'd have done it anyway. She would have. You know she would have. If she was having sex with him, probably. Well, I'm sure she's having sex with well, him. Well, that's the thing. If you're talking about someone getting into a second marriage, you got a 99.999% chance that they were doing the wild thing before they got and married. And that's why they're not thinking. people do. I'm just telling you, these women, yeah. I just have no patience. Today's very, I'm very, I'm misogynistic today. You're, this is Mark Hates Women Day. It is not. Yeah. I like women. <laughs> I know. Too much. Okay? <laughs> I married one. I really like her. Uh, I don't hate anybody. 
I'm just saying criticism where criticism is, is applied. These women whine and complain, and they are their own worst enemies. They create the problems they have. Good ads. Bon- it's Bongo Drum Day on the Mark Unger Show. <laughs> Bongo Drum Day. So, it's like this lady. I can't say my husband. We're, we're on the verge of divorce because he smokes cigarettes. Was he smoking, smoking cigarettes when you're dating him? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> but he said that he was going to well, quit. I, I can't tell him. My husband was doing this. Was he doing it before you married him? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How many times we hear this over and uh, over again? Over and over My again. husband collects beer cans. Now, I think he's a little nuts, personally. Sounds like you're both a little nuts. Okay. But was he doing this before you married him? Well, yeah. Then you take some thread and a needle, and you do the shoot. No, I'm sorry. She just emailed... Their first kiss was at their wedding ceremony. Okay, they so she wasn't having sex. sex. All right, so I was a hundred bucks. In right before All the right, show. All right, I got to a hundred bucks of some charity of your choice. Yes. To the Mark Gunger Fund, hopefully. She was not having sex with them. Okay, but I'm saying a lot of women do. Yes. Okay, so we take that off your table. You weren't doing it, but then you're just not thinking. At least sex being stupid is an excuse. But, <laughs> but, but she tolerates God. no sex, no intimacy. She criticizes her husband, but her biggest complaint is he has beer cans. Beer cans. Uh, you need some counseling. I love your sweet lady. You need some counseling, but not from me. See ya! Bye-bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle! <laughs> <laughs>